Hello everyone, you're listening to After Work Gamers, the podcast where two nerdy Czech guys sit behind a microphone and it's time we finally talk about pre-orders. I am Matoš and I am Michal. Right, hello everyone. We're glad we're back after a slightly longer pause. But you know what? Let's let's not do any any extra talks. <laughs> let's dive deep into the topic of today, and that's pre-orders. Yeah. So, Michal, should you pre-order games? No. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Yeah, give us a like, give us a follow, and everything. You know and, what to and do. And leave a comment if you agree. Bye. 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 Afterwork Gamers are Michal Jarasek and Matouš Planjanský. If you enjoyed listening to our rambling... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously we're joking, we're gonna dive more into this topic, so... <laughs> but hello everyone, really, hello. we're glad you're back with us. Yeah. We're glad that you were patiently waiting, we were quite busy during the summer. You know, summer stuff, uh, vacations... And actually, there were quite a lot of new game releases. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah. This year is packed with a lot of lot of games. A lot of good games, actually. Yes. And I think that's why we decided to be we're gonna talk about pre-orders. Yes, because even though the game looks good, it might not always be a great idea to pre-order. Yeah, and that's why we're gonna talk about it today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Let's let's have a little bit of like summary what exactly pre-order is for those of you who are not sure. So pre-order is when you pay upfront for a product, in this game case, a game. Now in the past, pre-orders were actually offered something extra, like uh, uh, you could get the game for a lower price. Or uh, you would get some paid DLC uh, for free uh, with your pre-order for the price of the full game and other people would have to buy the base price for the game and the price for the DLC. But that was not always the case and these days pre-orders are mostly cash grabs by big publishing companies that want to get your money and uh, produce subpar releases or at least that might be. So. I think we should, uh, you know that I am not really a fan of pre-orders. Yeah, I I mean, I'm not really a fan of it either. I never pre-ordered the game. I mean, I got few pre-orders from other people, <laughs> but I never, myself, I never pre-ordered a video game. Just, just one thing to clarify for those who really don't know. I mean, if you don't know, um, why are you even here? No, I'm joking. <laughs> but... Uh, Pre-order you paying before the game is released, before the final product is released. I think we need to mention that. Like, uh, yeah, as I said, you pay upfront. Yeah, you pay upfront, but like that could mean anything. Like paying upfront. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah, you pay before you get the product. Be- before yeah. you, the the company releases the product, not because you can pay upfront. You know, and the game is already out, but you're paying upfront when you buying the game. But you pre-ordering game that is not out yet it's not published yet so i just i just want to cl- clarify that so we clear what what are we actually talking about yeah and so um even though you know i hate pre-orders and uh or like i'm not a big supporter 
this point might surprise you. Headline topic. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, your head will explode when you hear that there are actually instances where it's uh, not terrible idea to pre-order when I would actually approve. You think that there is something like that? Would you? Uh, <laughs> that's a hard to say. I think one criteria is when the when the the publisher or the, the game developer has a good reputation. Exactly. That's one of when, the points where yeah. where it is uh, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's absolutely okay to pre-order if someone has a great track record or yeah, reputation. Yeah, yeah. It's somewhat okay. Like that's why that's why I think uh, a lot of people pre-ordered, for example, the Cyberpunk, even though it came out in the terrible state. It was because CD Projekt Red have still has a really good reputation. Like uh, yeah, they had really good track record with their previous games. Yeah, and even though, uh, for example, The Witcher Three has not been as good as it is now. Well, I mean, it was still a great release yeah, as yeah, far yeah, as yeah. I'm aware, but it was made much better. And oh, yeah. they have a good track record for at least uh, not leaving their product behind, leaving yeah, their exactly. game behind. They, they are fixing their own mess, like, uh, unlike someone else. But this <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it <laughs> today, obviously, because you know big games were released this this year. Yeah, but so. so so okay, yeah, that the good track record is definitely. I wouldn't say it's a point where which absolutely approves of anything, but yeah, yeah that's one of the like the good uh, criteria. Good, yeah, yeah, one of the good criteria. Yeah, I know, like I would it's say a red so flag, too. a green flag, or yeah, yeah, so it's, it's a green. Yeah, flag. that's the thing. That's the thing. Like when we pre-order a game from like any company we don't know we don't know if it's going to be good because you know you don't see behind the uh behind the, the what's happening in the studio uh even though like for example with the starfield like a lot of people got the game uh, way before everyone else even before the pre-orders yeah. yeah so uh there was a lot of footage uh mm. outside so you could kind of see like how the game might look like uh, yeah, I mean, two weeks. Game. Two weeks is still or week? Was it week I or think two week weeks? Was the week. There still can a lot of happen. One fix could break everything in the <laughs> game. So, uh, but you don't know. So you basically buying uh, uh, how we say in Czech rabbit in a in a bag. Yeah. So you don't know what's gonna happen. That that's the risk. That's a good point to say that there's always there will always be this risk. Yeah. Probably like in every every release, you might never know what uh, yeah. what you are buying, especially if you're buying it uh, if you're paying for it before you even get it. Because yeah. you know the thing why I am against pre-orders is that uh, big publishers they abuse this quite a lot. For oh, yeah. example, the new. Uh, uh, garbage 2024 or whatever, like FIFA or something, EA Sports FC. Well, it's still FIFA. <laughs> it's gonna be no, the last FIFA because they lost they lost the uh, the license for FIFA. Yeah. So <laughs> the games like that, that it comes every year. It's like the you know the low effort release mostly. I would say from what I know uh, from the late years, and uh, they offer pre-orders sometimes with like a 
extra fee for like uh, i don't know extra dlc or whatever can you even get dlc for a game or like for the uh, so for the free to play crap the, the ultimate team they give or them whatever. The, the in-game currency or yeah, something or like that so, something like that exactly and they abuse this because they yeah uh, especially ea has a bad track record yeah uh they take your money and uh you yeah. so you basically pay them for the for the development yeah. and once the game is out they stop care yeah exactly because fifa made billions in revenue like I'm i don't know at billions. You, don't buy it yeah don't buy fifa <laughs> or anything that's like ea sports that's just is i don't know how nhl is standing because i haven't played that game in a long time but i know a lot about like like Madden is the, the American football as like the trashest game they, they release like every year is the same and somehow every year is worse and worse. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> I, I recommend lo to, to look at that Angry Joe's videos <laughs> about it. He has like for every year he has an hour, hour long rant on every year's game and every time he's saying something different but uh yeah but it's so funny about just sorry just a s little sidetrack about uh fifa uh, and ea they you know fifa itself is a trashy company they don't care about the game they only care about the revenue and they have really bad reputation and just just and just, just sorry just to clarify uh, michael means fifa the organization that yeah, 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 organizes yeah, yeah. The, the actual football yeah yeah yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. like the actual sports yeah, yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah. so that's already a trashy company and that you have another trashy company ea and so it's a partnership yeah yeah, yeah. but <laughs> but I, I it's so funny to me because trashy company revokes license for another trashy company it's so funny like what do you like <laughs> imagine to screw up so bad that the other bad guys say no <laughs> i don't want to work with you anymore <laughs> like honestly i think there might be money involved but <laughs> I, I don't know what it is yeah I, don't know. I, I have no idea i don't really follow yeah it was just story. a little little sidetrack yeah, yeah but, but there, it's never a bad time to yeah, yeah. bash about ea and fifa so <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so they they kind of abuse this uh quite a lot and uh they even have the audacity to offer pre-orders for a game that is exactly the same as last year yeah. For example, Demanded. I don't know which release it was of FIFA actually on Switch. It was the literally Control C, Control V, like copy paste of the previous year release for yeah. the same full price. Yeah. Uh, the pre orders active and everything. And they had the audacity to do that. And I like how I think Nintendo Life reacted that they copy pasted their review for a previous year but reduced the score. <laughs> yeah. I totally love that you guys are legends for doing this. <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, that's 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 the big publishers. Uh, yeah. that, that's always I would say big publishers, big publisher like the size of EA and Ubisoft and stuff, that's always a red flag. Yeah, yeah. Because the bigger the company, the less chance they will actually care yeah, about exactly. finishing the game. There are, or there may be some like uh, uh, special cases in which they still care and they will still complete the game after, yeah. or like uh, pro uh, provide support for the game after yeah. the release. There have been cases and will be, but usually, but honestly, when it's bad publisher, it's usually a red flag. Yeah. 
And uh, it's a even more red flag when it's the, I call it a checkbox release, you know, checkbox release. When it's the game that's created to uh, check all the boxes like, yeah, it's open world and oh, uh, it has this feature and, oh, this is popular, so let's give that. And this is in the trade, let's give that. Okay, we have a game which has no soul and no heart. So yeah. that's a major red flag. As my, one of my favorite YouTubers says, modern gaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go yeah. check out Actman. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's that's red flag. And another, which is, a com I would say, in vast majority of cases, is a no-go. If it's a digital pre-order. Oh, yeah. Because, do you want to tell a secret? They will never run out of digital copies. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. there's no reason for you to to pre-order. You can actually yeah. wait for the game's release. The, you will still be able to secure your copy. Yeah. If you see the reviews are good, you will still be able to get it. I mean, yeah, if you wait for like 10, 20 years, maybe you yeah. will not be able to get it because, you know, like yeah, yeah. law is, uh, well, sometimes they're like the licenses and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only, only one thing. I would maybe like be okay with it's something that Larian Studios did with Baldur's Gate because there's no physical copies of Baldur's Gate 3. What they did though, and I think that was really clever, I mean it sounded very very uh, how to say it, it sounded very um, sketchy at first because they, year before the game released, they released early access mm -hmm. and just gave like first like few hours of the game i mean first like first act sorry first act mm. of the game which could be like how long you want like <laughs> however you because there's it's so much game. stuff it's a really mm. huge game so they, they gave players the early access they were kept updating it and they kept players in the in the in the picture and and updating it and updating the players about what's coming what's gonna get fixed and, and then you know they didn't have to they they made tons of money out of the early access and look at look at it now it came out and it broke records you know even it, you know how much cutscene the whole game has and i'm talking every cutscene not like in one playthrough uh -huh. every cutscene you know how many hours is that uh, I, if you wouldn't ask do, if you would say do you know if you would just ask how many hours I would say yes, but like now I can't because I don't know how many hours, but I would guess it's a lot. 175 hours that's, of that's, cutscenes. That's quite. That's, that's quite a lot. Yeah, and it's breaking records on Steam, on and, Steam and yeah. everywhere because it's it's a it's a finishing it's a, release. Yeah, it's mm. a great game. I mean, there's no perfect game. Obviously, we said that multiple times. There, but, but it's always going to be. But it's huge. It's massive, and actually, a lot of lot of uh, developers are a bit scared because you know now. Uh, yeah. Larian Studios took the took the bar very bar very high, and now developers are like, uh, uh, panic, panic. What yeah, are we gonna I do? Like, I like the the PR responses. Like, that it's you should not expect that. It's yeah. totally unrealistic yeah, to yeah, release yeah. a game. It could say everyone no, with the not, brain is it's, like. It's not about the state of the game. About, it's about the scope of the game. Yeah, how the massive quality. it is. Yeah. How massive? No, no, no. It's not about the quality. It's how massive it is. It's not really about the quality. Well, that's too. That's too. That's part of it. But it's a major, major. Yeah, like the, the thing the is like scope of it. I, I think it's more like. 
like about the combination because you have the quality yeah you have the the massive scope yeah uh you have uh yeah, you have like all the good stuff that you want yeah. from a game, basically, in this yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Larian Studios have a lot of experience with their uh, uh, Divinity series. They did a really good job. And for uh, for Wizard of the Coast, gifts, when, when Wizard of the Coast gave a license to Baldur's Gate 3 to Larian Studios, uh, that was like that was like a sent dream, I bet, to Larian <laughs> Studios, and because if you don't know, Baldur's Gate Three is have well, even with the previous titles are based on Dungeons and Dragons yeah, with everything, mm. with everything. So Larian Studio has a had a massive task ahead of them, and they executed it perfectly with pre pre release of early access all the way up to the release and still they're hot fix hot fixing the game they're still fixing stuff so yeah so this, this kind of leads to one of the points the the green flags and yeah. that's when you can uh not just play the game early like early early not just a week but more but also can be involved in the development yeah so one another example is a game i mentioned in our very first episode the satisfactory because yeah. Yeah, the yeah. game is in early access so is it's it kind of a priority yeah it's still in early access they are aiming for the for the version 1.0 what's still in early access but actually they react to feedback they yeah. uh, uh you kind of pre-ordered, you bought the game before it's finished, before it's released, before it has all the features and uh, before some updates the like performance wasn't exactly amazing Yeah. Uh, in the early versions. And But they reacted to the players. Someone said, hey, it would be nice if you would have pipes. So they realized they can do that and they did uh, the amazing yeah. uh, fluid system in the game. Yeah. And that is exactly... Several other examples, I, I think Dead Cells and some yeah. other games, usually, I have to say, it's usually the yeah. smaller to mid-sized studios. Yeah, or mm. indie studios. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, these are usually the best because it's uh, it kind of goes with another point I have for the green flags. It's way to support indie developers. Yeah. Because... Indie developers, they don't have massive budgets. They don't have massive, yeah. massive bank accounts. Yeah. And let's face it, the game development is expensive because you have to pay all the people. You have to have the gear if you're making a, a game for example consoles mm -hmm. and uh, you and mm -hmm. some high-end computers. You have to have all the gear. Yeah. You have to have the development kits. And if it's massive game, you need to have a lot of testers mm -hmm. with the testing hardware of the development kits and stuff. So it's expensive. Uh, I would yeah. say the manpower is the more most expensive. Yeah. Let's and let's we, talk about let's, let's talk about a little bit about. Um, now I forgot the name of the freaking game. Uh, well, I will just keep going. You yeah, try yeah. to remember. Yeah, I'll try to remember. <laughs> so, Sorry. Uh, yeah, the, the making of a game is expensive. And yeah. if you're in the studio, uh, usually it's like some people left from a big publisher or their old and boring job and started making a game something they had a passion for. Yeah. 
And if they don't have the money, the, the pre-orders and these early accesses especially are a great way to support support them because usually in these indie studios when you start a studio with like two or five people you won't go under that risk unless you had a clear vision what you want to do unless you have something in mind some project some great game so there's a much higher chance that you will actually get something that's good or as good as they can make it and uh at least it will. It's there's a higher chance it will be something unique, and yeah. you will have a good feeling of supporting someone who's trying to do their best. Yeah, but one maybe a little warning for you: be vigilant about if the devs' uh, game is maybe over um, over ambitious. Over ambitious. Oh yes. Yeah. If I don't remember the game I wanted to talk about, it's No Man's Sky. Ah. Like that game uh, was massive and it is massive, and it was just few deaths working on. It. I think at the start it was just two people, right? Yeah, Something like know. that. No, no. I, I think it was Hello Games. I think it was bigger at the. Okay. Uh, by the way, fun fact. Sorry. Uh, if you are more into No Man's Sky, go watch the Internet Historian's video. He did yeah, a nice that's summary yeah, yeah, about yeah, that's, the whole that's thing. Good. Yeah, I love Internet Historian. He's great. Um, yeah. So you know they they were very ambitious with their mm. game. They promised a lot, and it came out, and it was nothing like they said. And it was really it was it became an example of what not to do, <laughs> but it also became an example of what to do after a failed exactly. release. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. today, No Man's Sky today is yeah, yeah, yeah. the game they promised and so much more. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it got better over the years, obviously. But like, just be careful uh, with like. Yeah, even is in the project. Studio. Oops, is the is the. Is the project over ambitious? Like, are you? And also, there's a lot of scams too. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, but like, yeah, it's not a guarantee the game will be good. Uh, we are just yeah. saying that if it's indie studio, there's a higher chance it will be. But yes, it's uh, very good to do some, I don't know, background check before yeah, you yeah. commit to them. Uh, it's also, uh, for example, if you want to support them this way, pre-order on Kickstarter or Indiegogo, other crowdfunding platforms. Uh, there's a good like sanity check. Is is it all just, just words or have they actually done some work or learned? Yeah. Because if they want to do something, they will probably start working before they go the campaign. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, it's also how good are their plans because if they have no plans it's just campaign yeah i want to make a i don't know yeah space sim game well good luck to you but you will probably not get my money but if you go yeah i want to make a great space sim games it will look like this and this and i will start small with uh one planet and one ship and then we'll expand from that and that's like okay this sounds like uh yeah uh, much more reasonable plans yeah. you actually you have high ambition which yeah. is not a bad thing but you have your feet your feet are on the ground yeah the good roadmap is yeah. definitely a green flag for an indie developer or someone who's like on a crowdfunding campaign or something okay. they have a good roadmap they know what what they want and if they're yeah usually when their ambition is too big just be careful <laughs> yeah totally yeah. like big ambition for a small studio yeah don't always go together and i mean like big ambition we can take a look at examples like star citizen 
right? Yeah. They crowdfunded like $600 million already or something <laughs> like a huge, huge amount of money. And the game is still not out because it's very, very ambitious. I mean, I, I yeah, think it it's in huge. early access or something. People can play yeah. it. It's and, huge. Uh, from what I know, there are people that are actually into it and loving it already. Good for you guys. Yeah. But it's an example that huge ambition is a red flag yeah technically even though we love huge ambition and we love when games like Baldur's gate actually fulfill on that great ambition right? yeah it did but and uh, all over actually <laughs> over delivered yeah that that's another thing that it, it's like general rule in life under promise over deliver yeah and <laughs> for uh, for pre-orders it goes even better when the yeah. company has a track record of uh, under promising over delivering then amazing yeah well another reason when it might be okay to pre-order i would say is if it offers some decent extra value for example if it's a collector's edition with a nice art book and soundtrack cd and even some i don't know collectible figure or something mm. because you know these these releases are of physical goods, yeah. even for the big publishers and stuff, maybe uh, very limited. For example, yeah. only thousand pieces made yeah. or something. I mean, yes, they, they sometimes do it because they want to hype oh, yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, that's like if, usually with these when you don't pre-order, you will not yeah. get one because they will be sold out before the game is even out. For example, I know you gonna maybe disagree with me on that but playstation actually has a good really good track record with their main games because all the games like name me name me a playstation game from recent years that was really big broken mess like unplayable mess i mean it depends on only define i play the best but i remember days gone have has okay. not been okay fair very enough. good at release fair enough yes but that was like what three four years ago yeah, and for example, and why they, are we talking about this? Like, <laughs> the best record maybe goes to Nintendo, you know? Like, they, <laughs> like t- oh, not name, gonna... name a game that... <laughs> Pokemon? That's, that's Pokemon Company. I thought it's under Nintendo. Yeah, well, they own part of the company, but... Okay, okay, fair but enough. The, the, and they do exclusive releases, but it's not like... Okay. That's okay. the... But yeah, I agree, Pokemon, like... They need to take a break. They should stop release game yeah, yeah, yeah. every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite obvious. No, but like still. No, uh, they, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm these, saying like, yeah. These uh, PlayStation, Nintendo, great track record than they get. Like yeah, pretty uh, decent track record. Uh, like totally. their collectors' editions are mm. beautiful, and they also make like these, also like these. Uh, extra one like you have the collector's edition and then you have like for example for the god of war ragnarok they made a jotnar edition which was a like a little bit more expensive but it had more stuff Mm. and it had for example the art book and other stuff but the collector's edition for example has the thor's hammer or a set of set of uh, dice yeah, that sometimes do as I mentioned the figures or like yeah. Yeah, I gotta say I really love when there's art book in the collector's yeah. edition. Yeah, that's actually one of the reasons I got the Xenoblade Chronicles uh, definitive edition and to the collector's edition because they have a really nice art book. Yeah. And for example, the first game, the definitive edition, even had a soundtrack on vinyl. 
Oh, you know, that's like, nice. like on LP, which I, is yeah, I, that's I saw that in games lately. Yeah, I saw that in the games. A lot of games are doing that. They put the soundtrack on vinyl because CD is kind of obsolete now. <laughs> no, but no, the thing is, like, it's not just that, or like, it's I mean, not who has that. a CD player these days? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, not exactly CD player. I have the, like the a have USB the... uh, uh, USB drive, <laughs> <laughs> and like a lot of my. <laughs> Actually, some of my consoles, I think, only play CDs. You know, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, the old, yeah, yeah I guess the, the old ones. ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it's funny because they get you the ven- uh, like the vinyl, the vinyl. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, the yeah, the LP. The LP, <laughs> yeah, sorry, the LP. And like, I don't have a gramophone. <laughs> what am I gonna play it on? <laughs> yeah, that's, it's just fine. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's for nice. the for the like um, just put it on the wall. Yeah, you it, put it, it on it, the wall. It's, I mean, yeah, sure, because they usually look really nice. The that's art on, on the LPs is yeah. And also, it's for like the enthusiasts because yeah, yes, when you're paying that much for a game, like this, yeah. usually like yeah, twice yeah. as much or even more than the base game. Yeah, but you really want something extra. That's that's yeah. rare. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think that's like uh, yeah, having a collector's edition or anything like that can justify somewhat justify uh, a pre-order, but. Yeah, but the, the game I, has to come out good. Yeah. Okay? I, I think like for the collector's edition, it's regarding whether you are up for the risk to that you really want to uh, get the extra stuff. Yeah. Because I got to say one point for that also is that if you get the extra stuff in the collector's edition, it sometimes might even be worth just for the stuff for some mm. people even if the game is not that great if it's like part of a great series long-running series and you get the very limited figurine or i don't know all the other stuff that can get in the collector's edition yeah. like that that's you're not buying just a game you're buying a physical goods yeah yeah, yeah exactly usually. i love physical copies mm. honestly like i prefer to have physical copy over just digital Yes. I mean, I'm same. pretty sad that Baldur's Gate doesn't have a physical copy. Mm. That's kind of sad. Also, that Alan Wake 2 will probably not have phys- have a physical copy. <sighs> well, I mean, I like usually PlayStation or Xbox have physical copies. And Nintendo too. Like and the, Nintendo the console too. manufacturers. Yeah, the console. They do physical copies. Which I'm glad for. But yeah, yeah I'm gonna get the Baldur's Gate 3 on PC because I don't want to play it on PlayStation. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. About Maybe I'll just buy. I'll just buy just just the PlayStation copy just just to have it. <laughs> just just to have a Baldur's Gate copy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'll buy a steelbook later somewhere. <laughs> yeah. About the physical copies, that's also one of the one of the points which is which can be a green flag if it's uh, similar to collector's edition limited release. Mm. We have companies like Super Rare Games that manufacture physical copies for mostly indie games, I think, or like as far as I'm aware, uh, that usually do very limited run. And uh, <clears throat> that's one of the reasons why it might be good to pre-order, because if that it's very limited release yeah. for some niche game that you really like, uh, then... Uh, it's it might be the only way you will be able to secure your copy because it will sell out it will sell out very fast well that's but that's for 
uh, that's for physical copies, right? Yes. Not, okay. Once okay. again, physical copies. Yeah. That, that's as with digital copies, you can make infinite amount of digital copies. Just copy that, paste, copy okay. paste. But with the physical copies, it's much harder, and a lot of games have only only a limited amount of copies made, especially with those like rare, okay. rarer releases. <laughs> uh, okay, let's dive into this question. When is it okay for digital pre-order? Uh, nah, I, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> That's a good question, huh? <laughs> no, uh, I think digital pre-order is, as we mentioned earlier, with the uh, early access slash indie games. Mm. When A, you get involved in the process, as, as we said, when you get the game early. And um, when you support indie developer, especially one that you like. I think like somewhat, for example, Hogwarts Legacy. I got, I got as present the pre-order, the deluxe edition of Hogwarts Legacy. And that came with some extra stuff in the game like for example the dark dark arts arena some some uh, some um, clothes for example and wands and stuff like but that but it's so. not because of the pre-order it's because it's the digital deluxe edition or something yeah exactly and you can still buy it anyway oh i see so that's that's the thing you know like yeah, I like it, 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 I think this uh, this is kind of a thing of the past where, like, I, I don't think many developers do it. I remember in the recent memory, a few years back, uh, indie developer uh, Ghost Town Games, Overcooked 2, oh. when they released it, there was like a free extra chef's DLC for like, I don't know, it was some change, basically, the price. But you got it free with the pre-order and I you see. could later buy it, but... I, I think see. that's more on the rare okay, side. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, okay, if it comes like with extra content, n- not just clothes, but like DLC or something, then it's justifiable to have a to have a deal to have a pre-order. Yeah, but I still I would hes- I would hesitate very much even yeah. in this case. Like as I said, if, if it's indie developer that especially one with good record that you like. Yeah. The digital pre-order can be totally fine. Like, yeah, I'm one of the people that bought Satisfactory. I'm very happy with my purchase. Yeah. yeah. But that's early access. I could play the game the moment I bought it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so early access is one, again. Yeah. Could justify pre-order if they fulfill, if they actually release the game later. Like, yeah. a lot of survival games these days count on Early access. <laughs> a lot of games still didn't come out. Yeah, so I, I think the the good point about early access is let's let's go into that too. Then <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go I- into early access from a big publisher because once again it's usually just an excuse. And as Michael said, many many, especially big companies, uh, don't often go away from the early access. They never finish yeah. the game. And there's a difference. Like, I wouldn't be uh, afraid of the game not being, like, finished if there's still work done on it. Yeah. Like, if it's in early access for five years, but they still work on the game, yeah, that's, fun. That's... that's fine by me if the game is good, actually, or and the updates are good. It's like, sure. Okay, if the... if I would... Okay, that I would justify only if the 
updates are frequent and that's it's not like once a year there's i mean an if, update. It, if it's once a year and it's a really good update that's okay still... it's if massive if it's big i yeah. would understand that but yeah. otherwise yeah basically if the free if the if the size of the updates correlates nicely with the frequency yeah. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Either m m either a lot of uh, updates, or uh, if they're not that frequent, then they should be back. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like for example, the Baldur's Gate again. Like that that game was had updates frequently, and players knew that the game is coming out, and they were giving they were given a release date. So, but. A lot of those games who are in early access, they don't have a release date. Like you basically, you like if if the game is coming out as a early access in pre-alpha, run away. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, the, seriously, because there is nothing. Oh pre, right, yeah. pre-alpha, oh, pre-alpha pre yeah. is nothing. That's just a rough. Rough yeah, that's kind skeleton of, like almost of the game. A concept or like exactly, or exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is almost like a tech demo. Yeah, very, very bad tech demo. <laughs> but so run away from that. If the game is like really in pre-alpha, run away. For example, the Valheim is in early access, but it's, but a, it's but not a good game. It's now. a good game, and it it didn't come out as a pre-alpha. Like early access, I feel like early access should come at least as alpha. Maybe better. I, I guess it depends on how you uh, yeah. uh, how you take the terminology. But yes, yeah, it should came as a as a something that's actually playable. Exactly, and, and, it should be and playable. good, and it, it has some value. It's yeah. not just like yeah, you can move around. Okay, awesome. What do I do? Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, as for the release date. You don't necessarily need to do it. It also comes down to the developer communication. Yeah. Once again, I will take a satisfactory why I trust them because they not just do updates, but when they don't do updates, for example, right now we're waiting quite some time for update eight, but they do a lot of developer updates. They say, okay, we're migrating to Unreal 5 and it has challenges. We have stability issues and it's complicated, but... They also release on the experimental branch, which is like early access of the early access, you know. Uh, okay. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they release some uh, stable, uh, stable versions of the game. Okay. So um, you can still at least get, get your hands on some version of what they're working on. But I see. I would say the key is the communication. If yeah, the developer. Yeah, yeah, yeah doesn't really update for one year for example in their early access but yeah. keeps making videos hey we are having this issues we are struggling with this or yeah, we're coming yeah, yeah. To that. you don't necessarily need to it's it's kind of a game of trust i would say like yeah, yeah, if, if exactly. they're trustworthy if they if they try to earn your trust yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it it is viable. Just look at their track record. Like mm. if it's not their first game out, just look how their communication mm. was totally. in the previous in the previous titles. If it's their first game, I would be very hesitant, like to jump into the jump into the, the early access. Mm. If that would be their first game, 
unless like they would really communicate well at start like hey mm. this is our roadmap uh this this is where you can find all the updates this is this is how we how we can communicate with you this is mm. how you can contact us and etc etc like if they give me the scope of what uh they're doing and how their communication with me will be i can trust them more they obviously they can break my trust obviously <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like <laughs> but it's easier to to this is a green flag if they communicate if you communicate well no problem mm. and i have uh, also one point for when i would say it's i would even say it's totally fine to pre-order wow. if if the game is already out because uh, if the game is already out and you like it and it's a pre-order for the physical release oh i see i mean that's that's completely fine by me i uh, uh, i actually did pre-order uh, i know we mentioned that. that for the metroid primary master because the physical release came like two months after the the digital it had stellar reviews because i mean it's the original game is great and if you do the remaster good then it will still be great yeah and it is so i went for the pre-order of the physical release because i knew they will not be at, yeah. at least at the launch uh, they will not there will not be as many copies available. yeah this doesn't happen that often though no. because i first that was first time i heard it with this was with metroid right metroid prime remaster. metroid prime remaster that was the first time i heard about pre-ordering game that's already out that's the first time i heard about it let us know in the comments if you know about uh, any other games. I would say like there if, will be. If, if Larian Studios decides to do a physical copy on PC, I'm going to go for it. Exactly <laughs> what I wanted to say. If they if they decide to uh, create, a, if they decide to publish a physical copy for that, that would be a prime example. Yeah, even <laughs> if it would just be the case with just code in, of the game in it. Like, I, I mean, don't freaking that, care. That's debate for another day, code yeah. in a box. Uh, it's, uh, I would say that's a really deep topic. Yeah, that's uh, really, that's we should definitely dive to that in the future, maybe. Yeah. So let us know in the comments if you think we should and if you have any yeah. points about that too. Yeah, or anything we just talked about. Just tell us we're wrong. We're totally wrong. I and mean, you should totally <laughs> pre-order games. Or right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we're totally wrong and we, you should actually pre-order games. Uh, I, I still don't <laughs> think so. No, no, please don't. Because that, that, the thing about pre-orders, like why... Is it bad, not just that you get, but for the, the industry as a whole? Yeah. That's one of the reasons I wanted to make this episode. Because if you... Uh, let's take a look at EA and, and the FIFA series. Like, they... they It's a game played by masses. The people that are not even gamers very often, they just play this. Casual gamers. Yeah, they, they play it because they like football. Yeah. So they buy the game. And they even pre-ordered because it will have uh, this new player or something. I don't know. Well, you get you get like some but currency if, or something. But if people pre-order this, it sets a precedent. Yeah. Like, hey, people will pay us for this game anyway. Yeah. So we don't really have to yeah. do much effort. And it's for publishers. They want to, you know, big companies. They want to make as much money for as little effort as possible. Exactly. So if you pre-order these games and pay the full price, like the seventy dollars now or seventy euros, that's insane. Uh, yeah. They make a whole bunch of money and they just lower and lower and lower their efforts. Uh, let Let me tell you something. You might already know. It, it is rather well known fact, but for those who don't know, pre-orders. 
that's where the publishers and the companies makes the most money because not because like tons of people buy it not because of that, but because they can up the price a little bit because they give you something that the people who will buy it later on will not get like for example game currency for example or some some clothes or whatever yeah so they 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 will give you this this uh collectors edi- not collectors even edition some deluxe edition of the game or like uh, some just some extra pre-order extra yeah, pre-order pre- bonus even pre-order, not deluxe yeah. edition just just a few little bonuses yeah, yeah but that's when they get the most money and then what what's ha- what's happening there's massive team working on it to make it as a short in a short time um, crunching like uh, crazy crunching like crazy as possible so the company doesn't have to give give like pay them that much as as like for example normal normal big game i mean it it dip i would just to make a point like to make a point it depends because for example here in europe we have uh, i would say much better uh employment laws than for example in yeah, the yeah. US okay. where for overtime you actually in many countries in Europe you have to be paid. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah okay but that's beside the point. Yeah. Uh but like so they don't have to pay them as much so they can save some money. Released a half baked game people will buy it because you know i mean not people buy the people already bought it and yeah, yeah so the so thing. the people already bought like no people buy the pre-order that's yeah. what i'm trying to say people will buy the pre-order they make ton of money and then that massive team will just move to the next year to the next release so the ne- or the next project or whatever mm. it is and then they keep s- relatively small team on the project to fix all the bugs yeah just for the hot fixes and yeah stuff. just the hot That's fixes it. and sometimes like those even those people do not they're not that long there yeah because they i mean like if you crunch like crazy that calls for burnout yeah like the actually it has been happening even 20 years ago uh i re- i recommend a good video uh the two sides of the tomb raider uh-huh. uh i don't remember the channel's name actually sorry Uh, but it's a great video about uh, about uh, Tomb Raider, uh, the franchise, and how actually they were forced by the publisher to crunch, yeah. and they would only get money after the the game was out, after yeah. like some percentage from the earnings, and yeah. the people were burnt out. A lot of them. I mean, last of like the Naughty Dog is infamous for that because they crunched the people to the last drop of sweat. Yeah, yeah, their their games looks amazing. Last of Us Part Two is very questionable. It's very, uh-huh. uh, what's the word? Uh, controversial. Controversial, but it looks amazing. Like, let's be honest. Like everything from from uh, the graphics all the way to the sound design and voice acting, superb. I'm, I will give them that. The writing, is, yeah, but <laughs> uh, you know everything else, physics and etc. Amazing. But like, there's people who crunch on this hours and hours so <laughs> what, what i'm trying to say <laughs> well yeah the pre-orders support the crunch culture yeah exactly somewhat. exactly because we need to release it like we need to give something to the to people who pre-ordered so we can they can play it uh before before others so we have to release it in some kind of a state and so the last month is just hell It's just hell for for all the devs who who are in these companies. 
Yeah, and that the thing, another thing that pre-orders are kind of one of the reasons. I I wouldn't like to say it's the only reason, but it's part of the reason what's of what's wrong with uh, with the gaming industry. Because if you want people to buy the pre-orders to to finance your uh, uh, your development, you usually announce the game way too early, and that's yeah. where the problems of the crunch yeah, come out. That's because so true. you announce the game two years ahead or one year, yeah. even one year can sometimes be way too much. Like yeah. take a look, for example, at Nintendo. Why they're so successful with their balance of hype and uh, and the quality of releases? Because most of the games that are not like set in stone you know or like like we know there will be a new mario yeah. release every few yeah. years and some mario spin-offs every now and then and there will be a zelda probably every yeah. every couple of years but they try not to announce uh, you can see they're trying yeah. not to announce the games way too early i mean they yeah. did some with like metroid prime 4 which had yeah. to restart the development but other games were not announced very far ahead, which gives the team all the time they need to work yeah, on the, the game exactly. in peace. So they can announce the game when it's, once it's almost done or like they're in the polishing phase. Yeah, I think that was one of the main main problem of Cyberpunk. They, they announced it like years, like Way four, four or five years. No, before. I think it was like 10 years, the, the initial announcement. Or was something. it? Yeah, we can. I, I'll actually Google it. Though, yeah, Google, keep it, Google it. Because <laughs> they they announced it way too early, so the hype build up. Because you know, <laughs> Witcher was awesome. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was first announced in May twenty twelve. Way twenty twelve. The first, the very very first oh teaser trailer. Oh my god, that's so bad. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you do that? That's that's ridiculous. I mean, they announced Witcher games again. So, like, uh, why do you do that? Like, that's a bad marketing in general. Like, I mean, like, that that's another thing. And it's not really the scope of this episode, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, sometimes it might be worth mentioning at least the direction of what you're working on. But Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's, let's not dive yeah, yeah, too yeah. much into that. But, yeah, it's like, you... You, for the pre-orders, you usually want to announce uh, things in advance, yeah, so that people fine. get hyped for it, and yeah. they cash, they give you cash for for the pre-orders. Yeah, I would say like year before the release. It's, uh, I mean, like where the industry is uh, coming around it. I gotta say, I have to give kudos for Microsoft. I mean, they have not been in a good place in the past years, but I really like to see them going the upwards way I because mean, Phil Spencer. In uh, an interview, announced that he a really likes to show the the gameplay, the actual gameplay in their showcases, and b he also he said that he once again wants to show the game uh, if it's not further than a year from release. I mean, with things things are like Starfield, it had to be postponed. But like I gotta say, this kind of approach is actually. It's it's good if you at least yeah. try. Well, let's say if they if they will keep it. Yeah, the... we'll see. But I really like uh, <laughs> when when someone in the industry is going in the upwards way. It's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sony was been has been pretty good with it. Like God of War I mean, was on, announced in on okay, the twenty sixteen. Okay. Yeah, God of War was announced twenty sixteen, and two years later the game came out, and they didn't. And on twenty eighteen, what twenty sixteen they showed the gameplay. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's what I did. That's what I did. They showed the trailer and they went straight to the gameplay. Year later, they showed more and everything. So, um, but in twenty, so that's I think. Yeah, we would we could uh, figure out many examples like. Yeah, this, I think actually, like, because, so- like Sony's doing really well with their major games, with their like the the PlayStation Studios games. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say they always do great with their PC releases. Which oh, I mean, uh, it's great they are doing the PC releases, but there are still some. I mean, you know, uh, for. A- Studios, they're focused, which focus mainly on on the console games. Uh, they have to outsource uh, these kind of work to other companies, and we saw how it looked like with The Last of Us Part yeah. Two on PC. <laughs> so, yeah. yikes! But, uh, I mean, like, uh, I just uh, I want to say like that's uh, the 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 PC releases for some companies also are yeah problematic. Uh, we, we we talked about this like the 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 hardware for uh, hardware for uh, the consoles is already set you always know what you're getting on a pc you never know everyone has a different pc yeah. everyone has a different specs different combination of the hardware yeah exactly yeah anyway i think we should kind of like we're kind of uh, going uh, outside of the scope so <laughs> maybe we should kind of summarize or if we have any last words uh, about pre-orders i think i s- sum it up like why don't usually pre-order games because that's when the publisher gets more revenue and every time they get revenue they think oh this works People still buying it. Let's let's do the same crappy game next year and and looks look where it got us. But the thing is, the thing is, the normal people who buy normal people, pardon me, the casual gamers uh, who play the FIFA, who play these uh, gen, quote unquote generic games, they don't care about that. Mm. You know, they will they will still buy the the, the freaking games. Yeah, even though that the publisher or the devs. Well, mainly the publisher, just laughing at them. Like, look <laughs> at those stupid people pre-ordering this crappy game. Hey, we we, we made billions of dollars out of this. Yeah. So think about it. Think about it. Just just like, do you really? Do you? Are you really satisfied with what you're getting? Do you really need to get it that much early? Because yeah. for some games, they a, they can be in discount very shortly after the release because the release is uh, not that good. Yeah, exactly. Remember stuff like Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to bash on Bioware yeah. because uh, from what we know that this came from EA management. Yeah. But once again, the game... Uh, I feel very sorry for everyone who paid full price for the pre-order and later could have <sighs> got it for free with with the uh, analog caps for their controller. Yeah, <laughs> if you remember, Anthem Anthem hurts yeah. seriously because it, the game has amazing potential, but just yeah, everyone says looked, like the, the the core is good, but why don't you let me do the what is good and yeah. save the other cap? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and anyway, for for the pre-orders, I would like to say a rule of thumb, kind of. If you're if you're really not sure whether you should pre-order, you rather shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of the easy, easy thing true. to say. If it's if you're not sure, like yeah. the collector's edition is worth it to you because you like the series. If you're not sure, you want to support the indie developer. If you're yeah. not sure you want this limited release, uh, yeah. then then don't do it. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, yeah. It, it's easy. As we said, they will never 
run out of digital copies. So if you buy the game while it's like active or in its prime, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. year or two after release, there probably won't be a problem with licenses that early on. Like yeah. a few years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, games, uh, it, there are even games like 10 years and they can still be purchasable. Yeah. But not always. There may be issues with license, but if you buy it in the first few years of the game, usually it will be yeah. fine and you will still be able to secure your digital copy or sometimes even buy a second-hand physical release. Yeah, exactly. If, you're, if you really missed it and stuff. Yeah. So you, there's no need to rush, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like the, everything moves too fast, but yeah. this don't have to. Like, yeah. uh, and other thing, if you want to play some games early, but you don't want to pre-order. There's one one great thing, and that is Game Pass. Oh, Game Pass! Because I actually, I wouldn't play some of games that really yeah, stay on on Game Pass. But since they were in Game Pass, and I already have it because it's a great value yeah. for me, then you can play some of these games early without supporting some of it. I mean, like. There's other questions in the Game Pass, which we should not delve into today. <laughs> yeah, I have, but I have few, few things to say about it. Yeah, it's like we should make an episode about everything is a service. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's just do what you think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should, actually. That's a, that's, that's a really good episode. Yeah, but... Um, that would be, sorry. Like these services that have uh, these games on day one, might sometimes offer better value for than a pre-order because if it offers some other value outside of the day one releases, then amazing. For example, fun fact: I recently played some uh, indie games on the Game Pass, like the Short Hike. I was yeah. eyeing that out for some time, and with the Game Pass, I finally played it. And yeah, Game Pass has value not just for major releases but indie games. So cool. That's that's a value it can offer, extra value, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. True. So if you're not sure, don't. Yeah. But if if it has if it has value for you, then yeah, it might be yeah. worth it actually. Yeah. Just just you know don't uh, don't jump on every pre-order of your favorite game. Exactly. Like, just <laughs> just be very careful around with publishers. Yeah. General rule: don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> that that's it. Yeah, don't do it, please. <laughs> Help us save the industry. Yeah, is yeah again like it's about just sending the 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 big publishers and the shareholders and the businessmen uh, a message. Hey, we're 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 dissatisfied. We we are actually quite angry about the the state of our games. We we're paying you like the games are getting more and more expensive, even even if you buy buy it after the release, like freaking f six like it used to be like what like six sixty dollars or sixty euros, so now it can be like seventy eighty euros. There are actually some rumors that like GTA Six will release for like hundred twenty or yeah, something. Yeah 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 one hundred fifty actually. No one hundred fifty, which is like. <laughs> That's a half the the, half, That's actually half the price of a Switch, or even more than half price of a whole console. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's 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 a lot of money for for a game. It, no matter how big it is, no matter how big it is. Yeah. So just let's send let's send 
the devs, yeah. uh, sorry, not the devs, the publishers and the shareholders' message. Hey, we don't like this. Yeah, if we, if we pre-order games, to... games, this will not change. So yeah. if we if we stop pre-ordering games, if we, as we, uh, I think we had it on the bar on the bottom in some of the previous episodes. Oh, about we, the I, I'm pretty sure it's out already been many times yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably permanently there. <laughs> yeah, uh, vote with your wallet. Yeah, you know. Like that's that's the only thing the the publishers and especially the the publicly traded companies that make yeah. games that's the only thing they will understand if they yeah, don't exactly. get your money before the game is good then they yeah. will release the game that is not good and it's a shame because there is a lot of talent in the studios there is a lot of great ideas and a great amount of details in yeah. some of the games they yeah. are just not allowed to be finished and by the publisher that's why. Baldur Ga- Baldur's Gate is a good standard because uh-uh. it came out well. It came out, uh, you know, on time. It wasn't delayed at all, it, it, and it came out in a good state. And and uh, the the devs are still uh, fixing it, creating hotfixes. I think they've been like five hotfixes since the game came out, which is nuts. Or, or, or honestly, that's crazy. Five hotfixes. During like a month of deaths, like since the game went out. I mean, like the, that's there, nuts. There's a that's a question also for another day. How, yeah, yeah, how, but, with this, but, but but yeah, you get the idea. And I think you are able to come up with a more yeah. great example of this, like yeah. the stuff we should actually support because they do good work. They yeah. they do well in the industry and they do well by us, the gamers. Yeah. And so we should support it. So if you have any other example of of uh, games and success stories like this that they did, for example, the early access right, or they did the game release right, yeah. they leave us a comment. We would love to know more, which games you think did great. More games should be like Baldur's Gate, or for example, God of War, or The Witcher, or Tears of the Kingdom. Or Tears of the Kingdom. Exactly. They, <laughs> there are games that made it that actually are good that came in a good state and it shows that if 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 there's a will it can be done Definitely. but we need to we need to show the the publishers we need this time of games and actually i am more more inclined to to buy a game that's in a good state than a trashy crappy buggy game yeah. that costs 60 60 euros rather than and I'll I'll buy I'll buy a game for sixty euros. That is good. That came in a good state, and I know that the the devs are doing a great job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really nice summary. It's up to us. You should probably not pre-order. And <laughs> great games are yeah, great. Yeah, let us let us know in the comments them. if you if you maybe had a bad or good uh, experience with with uh, with pre-ordering games. Yeah. I, I I I know it's a majority. It's gonna be bad <laughs> because <laughs> maybe there will be some good. We'll see. Yeah, I hope there's gonna be some. Or good. even let us know if you participate or like bought some game in early access and had uh, some that's bad I mean. and great experience. Is that that's what I meant? <laughs> <laughs> oh right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning us today. Uh, we hope uh, you will. Uh, give a like to this video or on this episode on the major podcasting platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel to our show and follow us on our social media we are Instagram and Facebook we thank you once again so much and we hope to see you in the next one yeah bye bye
Afterwork Gamers are Michal Jarásek and Matouš Planjanský. If you enjoyed listening to our rambling, be sure to give us a follow on your favorite platform and don't forget to rate our podcast. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can leave a comment about the topics and we will try to answer. Follow us on our social media at Afterwork Gamers Cast. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you at the next one and don't forget, you can always game afterwork.